This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We're in the Citizen Capital Studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. It's primary day in several states across the country. We've got an eye, we've got our eye on New York, where Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a former guest on this show, is trying to unseat Democratic incumbent Joe Crowley. Former guest, hopefully a future guest at some point. Just, just to be clear, if you've been on the show before once, that does not preclude you from being on the show again. Yeah, just say. ask Owen Higgins. <laughs> Maryland, I've got my eye on Maryland. Ben Jealous running for governor. He he uh, was a big Bernie supporter in 2016. Uh, don't know a lot about the other races, but we get, we got a whole bunch. Utah, Mississippi, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Colorado. I guess we'll find out tonight whether or not Mitt Romney's gambit in Utah pays off. Yep, we'll talk more about that stuff on tomorrow's show, especially if it doesn't pay off. But <laughs> I assume uh, at this point it will. It, there are a lot of states, though, and without a doubt, there will be a kooky winner somewhere, some Republican primary winner who has tried to marry a gun <laughs> or is a white supremacist or both. <laughs> Turning to less important news, the World Cup is underway, of course, as people know, and there was... Uh, some exciting developments happening here on the District Sentinel Twitch stream. We were previewing each night World Cup matches for the next day, and we had been perfect in our preview, six for six. We got one wrong. I blame my poor gameplay with Argentina for, for getting this one wrong, but Sam Knight won as Nigeria yesterday, but Nigeria lost today. I was hoping we would be perfect. I, w- I was hoping we'd be another Paul the Octopus, but we'll, we'll we'll keep doing them. I mean, if we got like nineteen out of twenty, or eighteen out of twenty, or even seventeen out of twenty, I guess yeah. I guess that would be still be good. Yeah, we'll do one a little later today. the The real problem is, I picked my uh, FanDuel strategy slightly based on how I played as Nigeria in FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work out. It didn't, didn't work out so hot, I don't think. <laughs> Another interesting thing came up today when we were we were talking about the World Cup. Uh, a lot of you who are watching it know that there's that Volkswagen ad mm. about America's not in the World Cup, so who you sh- who should you support? And they have this thing about uh, they, they, one of the things is an Icelandic fan saying Iceland could really use your support, but. Uh, was interesting about this is that uh, uh, the Icelandic fan refers to someone in the back seat named Sven. Uh, that name is forbidden in Iceland. <laughs> it's forbidden as the uh, there. There's an English language newspaper in Reykjavik called the Reykjavik Grapevine, and it explains in a recent article, "quote Iceland, as you may have read, has a naming committee who or- wild. who ordain which names are legal in Iceland. So in Iceland it's literally illegal to name your child Sven. It's Wha- like, it's, <sighs> that's pretty fascist. 
it, it is definitely very nationalistic uh, and authoritarian. Uh, some some uh, right wing people really get uh, touchy about language issues, and <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's a little fucked up. But what, what's also amusing is that why didn't Volkswagen do like ten minutes of research? Why did no one at Volkswagen googled is Sven an Icelandic name? Well, I'm just learning about this myself that you can only name your kid your official name has to be approved by the government, pre-approved on a list of names. Uh that's that's wild to me. I don't know. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot. I would like I would like just an explanation of why of why this exists. Like what is the reason why you want everyone in your country named from this official names list. The list is pretty long, I think. How do you get a name added to the list? Is What's the process for this? We need to get someone in Iceland <laughs> on the show about this. I want to know more about this. All right. The zine is out. The District Sentinel's weekly dispatch. We've got a bunch of stories in there uh, about the Afghanistan war. We've got about uh, the Leahy Law and U.S. arms going to uh, human rights abusers. We've got some news about the EPA. Anyways, $3 and up subscribers on Patreon. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel can read it right now. It's up. Check it out. $5 and up subscribers can live stream the show we're recording right now. They can also get access to our once a week Sentinel cast. Little bonus podcast we do for subscribers only. And they get their own haiku read on the air, which we're about to do right now. This is for Kai. The World Cup rolls on. Most of the stars are still clean. Upsets not messy. Thank you, Kai. This one is for Case. What are pork rinds, huh? Honestly, I have no clue. Just ate a bag, though. Thank you, Case. At least you didn't eat a case of pork rinds. <laughs> Not yet. Moving on. This is... Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. This is... Oh, wait. No, this is for Darwin. I thought Sam was about to read this. For some no, reason, no, I got confused. No, this is for together. Darwin. Get it together here. Darwin. I have a cat mug. It looks just like a cat's head. Sip from the cat skull. Thank you, Darwin. This is for Sarah. Fireworks time nears. Sam Knight is goddamn giddy. Roman candle wars. Thank you, Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Thank you. And thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash district sentinel. Whatever you can spare each month goes to helping this little news co-op stay open. It's Tuesday, June 26, 2018. Here's the news. The Supreme Court upheld President Trump's Muslim-slash-travel ban. Justices voted to uphold the executive order along strict partisan lines. With swing vote Kennedy, Justice Anthony Kennedy, siding with conservatives. Roberts wrote the majority opinion. Breyer and Sotomayor wrote separate dissents. 
Those challenging the order claim that it was discriminatory, citing the mostly Muslim-majority countries impacted, plus the litany of Islamophobic statements made by both candidate and President Trump. Roberts said the statements themselves were basically irrelevant, however. Quote, The issue before us is not whether to denounce the statements. It is instead the significance of those statements in reviewing a, president, a presidential directive. In, do, in doing so, we must consider not only the statements of a particular president, but also the authority of the president itself, end of quote. Sotomayor blasted this deference to the executive branch, saying the policy violates the First Amendment, the travel ban that is, travel slash Muslim ban. She wrote this of the uh, Supreme Court's decision today, quote, it leaves undisturbed a policy first advertised openly and unequivocally as a total and complete shutdowns of Muslims entering the United States because the policy now masquerades behind a facade of national security concerns. Now, it's nice to see a sitting Supreme Court justice shit on the national security doctrine, and I should note that Ruth Bader Ginsburg joins Sotomayor in her dissent. It's a very dark day overall. Yeah. Imagine being from one of the countries impacted, but especially Yemen and Libya. Your countries have been basically destroyed by the United States. Then you're banned from the country by an openly racist, fascist, sympathizing asshole. Imagine all the heavy lifting you have to do to come up with a ruling that the president isn't trying to discriminate against Muslims with this policy. Another shit decision out of the high court on Tuesday, this one involving a California law that required so-called crisis pregnancy centers to be transparent about what they actually are, which are non-licensed facilities. They're not staffed with doctors or anything. Often these places look like clinics in order to counsel women against getting abortions, a legally protected medical procedure. The California law was part of a truth and advertising effort by the state. But in a 5-4 ruling, the court determined the law likely violated First Amendment speech protections. The decision, which was signed on by the conservative bloc on the court, reverses a lower court's ruling. Even before this favorable decision, the nation had seen an explosion of so-called crisis pregnancy centers, more than 2,700 of them nationwide, many of them receiving taxpayer dollars to operate. 14 states, in fact, allow public dollars to go to these sort of so-called crisis pregnancy centers. NARAL pro-choice America President Elise Hoag saw the decision as part of a larger effort to deny women choice altogether, saying, quote, one vote made all the difference today, and it could also be the only thing between upholding Roe or outlawing legal abortion in America. President Trump has made a new enemy, Harley Davidson. The iconic American motorcycle company had been on the president's good list. He met with Harley execs just days after his inauguration. But this week, the firm announced it would be opening up a plant in Europe. That comes after a decision earlier this year to shutter a plant in Kansas City, Missouri. According to NPR, Harley said the reason for the production shift across the Atlantic, EU tariffs imposed on U.S. motorcycles in retaliation for Trump's trade policy. This predictably has irritated the president, who lashed out at the hog manufacturers on his favorite website. Well, everyone's favorite website, really. Trump tweeted, quote, a Harley Davidson should never be built in another country. Their employees and customers are already very angry at them. If they move, watch. It will be the beginning of the end. They surrendered. They quit. The aura will be gone, and they will be taxed like never before, end of quote. 
Harley-Davidson is based in Wisconsin. It already has some production facilities abroad in Australia, Brazil, India, and Thailand, according to the BBC. The company says that EU tariffs caused the price of American-made bikes in in Europe to increase by $2,200 each. It's a problem of the uh, going-to-trade war here. Even if America's trade policy is fucked up, if you do what Trump is doing and just fucking blindly going into it, they're going to fucking retaliate. A rare defeat for forced arbitration clauses. The First Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that Uber customers can proceed with a class action lawsuit against the ride-sharing giant over charges of price gouging. Uber argued that when users signed up for the service, they checked a box agreeing to terms such as forced arbitration. But the slate of appellate judges ruled that based on how the agreement was constructed, users could not have reasonably known what they were foregoing their rights to sue. Key passage from the ruling here, quote, because the plaintiffs were not reasonably notified of the terms of the agreement, they did not provide their unambiguous assent to those terms. We therefore find that Uber has failed to carry its burden on its motion to compel arbitration. Finally, last week we noted how Michael Bloomberg is trying to make the Democratic Party even worse by donating $80 million to its midterm campaigns. Now he might take that a step further by considering a bid for the party's presidential nomination in 2020. The former New York City mayor is regretting past decisions not to run, according to local CBS affiliates and the Big Apple. Bloomberg previously thought about throwing his hat in the ring in 2008, 2012, and again in 2016. No doubt he will give up yet again when he conducts research to confirm what he found out before. People fucking hate him. Banning big gulps, doing stop and frisk, a billionaire and an unapologetic fan of Wall Street. I can't imagine why. A 2016 poll showed Bloomberg with 4%, a net 4% favorability rating, and that's with low name recognition. Surveys that year also showed Bloomberg losing a three-way race to Trump and Clinton and Trump and Sanders. He didn't Loses get, either way. <laughs> and he didn't get above 13% in either poll. Of note, in the same polls with Bloomberg in the mix, Sanders took the plurality over Trump while Trump won it against Hillary. Bernie, he would have won. That's going to do it for the newscast today. Before we go, let's check out the old listener rant line. Hey, Sam. Sam. And I'm guessing uh, Nate's going to be in the studio at some point. If he is, what's up, Nate? Yeah, I just want to get your take on the work of Shakiri and what's the other guy? Shaka. They scored against uh, Serbia. And the other day, you guys were talking about imperialism and the World Cup. And uh, Sam Knight, I believe, made some astute observations. But yeah, just going back to the Shakiri thing, he had the he's of uh, Albanian Kos- Kosovan heritage, and he had the flag uh, Kosovan flag on his boot, and he made the this uh, eagle gesture, whatever that is. And I know it's causing tension in the Balkans amongst fans and, you know, people. So I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that. Thanks. My thoughts of that are uh, that I'm not 
crazy about nationalism generally, but I understand why Jaka and Shakiri were doing the double eagle because they're refugees because of Serbia. I mean, they're they're Kosovar yeah. refugees and they live in Switzerland because of Serbia. So I understand the frustration and uh, yeah, and they had fantastic games too. They, they must have been very emotional after that. Yeah, I'm going to uh, defer to the soccer match and what an excellent, excellent match it was and how well Shakiri played. I too, yeah, of course, you want to be wary of nationalism, but I'm not going to lecture those two guys about it. Hey, long time, first time here. Calling from the great state of Minnesota. We're real excited about the Vikings' upcoming season. Uh, also, how about them Gophers, eh? Looking real good on that ice there. Uh, mostly excited about uh, Keith Ellison bringing Sharia Law to Minnesota. It's going to be a great time. We're all excited. <laughs> I'm starting to think Keith Ellison is just going to win in a landslide up there in Minnesota. So many people calling in. Can't wait to see him. On a serious note, it was pretty fucked up seeing Jake Tapper harangue Keith Ellison, get Keith Ellison on his show, ostensibly about the Supreme Court's decision on the Muslim ban, get the only Muslim, one of two Muslim members of Congress on his show, and then be like, sir, didn't you support Louis Farrakhan, sir? It's embarrassing. Fucking Jake Tapper. He's a fucking prick. If our listeners don't nominate him for the garbage can, I'm going to be very disappointed. Long hits for Coco the Gorilla. Cool. I'm sure uh, Coco appreciates that. Well, uh, what what did they say? I missed Long it. hits for Coco the Gorilla. Let's return to the caller right line. Hold on. Online retailers haven't been paying fucking sales tax since 1992. That shit is bananas. That is fucking ridiculous. No wonder Jeff Bezos owns more money than Mike. The whole rest of the world put together. Look, no offense to my homies over at Goddamn Street Fight. I know first they got hit with the consumables thing. Now their taxes are probably gonna go up. Don't mean to keep sawing your dicks off, but <laughs> you gotta pay your fucking sales tax. And not because I love everyone getting high taxes, but I love justice. And I'm paying fucking taxes out my ass. And I'm so sick of the little guy. Paying, 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 and then these fucking business owners and these rich people don't pay shit. That's ridiculous. I'm very glad that these fucking internet people pay some goddamn taxes so I can get my Obama phone. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, pay your fucking taxes. I'll, I, I also think uh, I, I'm not. I'm not an Amazon expert. I haven't written the book on Amazon. I think Bezos and Amazon benefited a lot from uh, Defense Department logistics technology. Yeah, probably. I mean, they benefit from the roads, lots of public uh, spending. Oh, uh, uh, if you if you have an Amazon warehouse, uh, you didn't build that. Hey, Beb, listen, Beb. Millennials understand in politics, Beb. That's about as likely as Alan Iverson sitting in the front seat photo watch Queen Elizabeth B. Head Mary Queen of Scots herself. <laughs> well, Charlemagne writes the whole details down, Beb. <laughs> wow, that uh, that Dennis Miller uh, that Dennis Miller joke was was more brave than Willie Brandt going Ostpolitik to East Germany in 1976, <laughs> but uh, with the time where. Uh, <laughs> 
We are outside the circle of civilized behavior here. Listen to Ronald Reagan. Listen to J. Edgar Hoover. Listen to Heinrich Himmler. Listen to fucking Genghis Khan. Listen to Vlad the Impaler. Listen to Ivan the Terrible. Listen to Robert E. Lee. Listen to fucking <laughs> Noriega. Listen to... Fuck you, Nancy Pelosi. So Pelosi was even worse today. Really? Lecturing Maxine Waters. Or was that yesterday? I believe it was yesterday. It prompted you to uh, call your member of Congress today. That's right. I called uh, D.C.'s uh, delegate, Eleanor Holmes Norton, and I said you should withdraw support from Nancy Pelosi as a Democratic leader because she's awful. She's fucking awful. You should call your member of Congress, too. Tell them to do the same thing if they're a Democrat. And then call our rant line, 202-684-6108. Leave a message. Sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org. Also, Citizen Capital. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. Also, Become a patron over at patreon.com slash district sentinel. Get access to bonus content. Get your own haiku. And also, you'll be able to watch this show as we record it every Monday through Thursday. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be.